Welcome to the Wow Marriage Podcast. In our marriage, we had a blast in the whoa, this is awesome phase, struggled and endured through the what was I thinking phase, and fought hard to get to the wow marriage we have today. It's our goal to share with you some practical tools, biblical principles, and help you reach the wow marriage and stay there. So buckle up, get ready. It's going to be a great ride. Now let's get going. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 6 of the Wow Marriage Podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Lisa. We're ministers from Abundant Life Church in Radcliffe, Kentucky, who focus on marriage. Thank you for joining us for today's episode, Just Let It Go Already. So what do we mean, just let it go already? What we're really talking about is forgiveness. Uh, Let go of the emotions attached to a hurt. Let go of the mindset of retaliation. Let go of the bitterness and the anger and the frustration associated with past wounds. Exactly. If you look at this from obviously God's perspective, you know, the word says forgive and you can be forgiven. Right, right. Not I'll forgive you, but you you get to hold on to all your hurts and all your wounds and all that stuff. And there's no. Now, God's very specific about it's necessary for us to forgive. Um, unforgiveness, it creates a gateway for the enemy into your life. It creates an opportunity for the enemy to taint every area of your life, everything from health and mental well-being to financial stability to your marriage, your children, uh, everything. I totally agree. I've often noticed that whenever I'm speaking with somebody who's dealing with unforgiveness or I've had it in my own life, that it's never that one area of my life that seems to be affected. It makes me hypersensitive to other things that are going on. Uh, Case in point, if I don't like the way you've ironed my clothes for work the next day. And I feel like maybe you rushed it or there was some other thing that, that kept you from doing it the way I liked it. Or maybe you're just not a good ironer. I don't know. But at the end of the day, my point is now all of a sudden I'm sitting there at dinner and I'm like, man, I, I wish she would have, you know, cooked this a little longer. Yeah, it's juicy and, and tender, but I like my stuff a little more crispy on the outside and I've become hypersensitive. And now I'm finding fault in all kinds of other areas because of this one thing that I'm, I'm, I'm not walking in forgiveness in. Well, let's just clarify. You knew I didn't iron when you met me. <laughs> this is also true. I remember she showed up one time in this this uh, it was a flannel shirt and some jeans. And Lisa was like a size zero. And these jeans looked like they were about a size 10. And the flannel, the pockets One of them was buttoned down and one of them wasn't. And I remember that like the one pocket that wasn't buttoned was all flipped up in the corners of the other one. I mean, she looked like a hot mess, to be honest with you. She was cute as all get out. But at the end of the day, she was a hot mess. And I remember I said, did you even iron? And she said, I threw it in the dryer. Yeah, I I don't iron. (laughs) Yeah, I do now. I do. I do now. (laughs) So let's talk about unforgiveness. Uh, the common misconception, I think, for a lot of people with unforgiveness is that forgiveness means I have to forget. Negative. And that if I can't forget what happened, then I must not be able to forgive and get past this thing. 
And the reality is the way that our brains were created, we're not going to forget what happened, but we do have the ability to not hold on to, again, the emotional attachment to the pain. Yeah. So, I mean, when you want to, when you look at forgetting is not forgiving or forgiving is not forgetting, excuse me, it's really about how you process that thing. Because again, right. it's you're, you're, you don't do like a mind dump and, and all of a sudden all your thoughts and everything goes out the window and you have no recollection of the situation that, that came about. It's really how you process it the next time and the time after that you do remember it. You may see a situation completely unrelated and maybe it's a, an attack of the enemy to bring that to your remembrance. Or maybe, right, something triggers in your mind and now you have an option. You have an opportunity to, again, walk in forgiveness and make the right choice or make the, the choice that's going to bring success to your marriage. Or you have the ability to go backwards. I think the key word that you used in that statement is process. It is a process. It's not just a one-time thing. And then all of a sudden, you're done. And, and it's not to be uh, thought of again. If I could say that every time unforgiveness tried to grip a hold of me and I was able to conquer it, I would be a bold-faced liar. But at the end of the day, I'm still working. I'm still fighting. I'm still in my marriage, moving in the forward direction because I recognize that that little fire became a bigger and bigger and bigger fire. There, This is one of those like absolutes. There's no other way for this thing to end except for defeat. If you allow the this, like you said, a foothold in your life of unforgiveness, you will be defeated. This thing will grow and grow and grow until it boils over, it's out of control, and then you will find yourself in a very ugly adult conversation, as we like to call it. And now, now what do you do? Now you have some real repairs to make. Right. So I think the, the biggest thing is the commitment to, to walking in forgiveness. There has to be a commitment within the relationship for both spouses to intentionally choose to walk in forgiveness. And I, I think that both have to make the efforts for it to be successful. There's that word again, intentional. Um, we have just uh, completed a few weeks ago or months ago now, a five-week marriage class at the church in which the word intentional was probably used at least a dozen times every time we taught because we believe in our relationship that Everything that we do, if we do it with an intentional purpose, it gives us the opportunity to choose the path that we're going down. Because again, you're going to make decisions right, wrong, good, bad, or indifferent, and they're with the intention of going from one place to another. It's up to me to choose which place I want to go to. Because again, if you get in the car and you put it in drive, you're going to end up somewhere. You may end up in the wall in the back of your garage, or you may end up at work, which was your true destination to begin with. So let's talk about how do we accomplish 
the forgiveness within the marriage. So, so there's, there's some key steps and some key things that we each have to do. And I think the, the very first step, uh, it's very important, is confession. Uh, we have to confess our, our unforgiveness. It becomes the foundational point of walking in forgiveness is saying it aloud. Get with your spouse and confess, hey, I got a problem with this or I don't like this. Now, again, we, we don't have time to go into all the other nuances of this and how you have this conversation. Because like I always say, the wrong thing at the right time is still wrong or the right thing at the wrong time is still wrong. When I come to you and I say something, how I say it has a lot to do with it. But at the end of the day, saying it out loud and confessing your faults one to another is helpful. And I, I think that it's important that both spouses recognize the heart behind the, the words. The confession comes from a heart of, of love, a heart of desire for success in the marriage, a heart of uh, grace and compassion. And it leads us right into the, the, the part where it's about the repentance. It's about, like you said, it's about a repented heart. If I confess to you and now I'm repenting, hey, I, I feel this way or I, I did this. Again, you can go at your spouse any which way you want. But for me, I know that if I come to Lisa and I say, you did this and you did that and you did this and you did that, it is probably not going to end well. She'll feel under attack. She'll feel overwhelmed and she'll immediately be on the defensive. But what I have to do is examine this thing. So I know we said starting with confession, but I think you have to get to a place in your mind where you're like, okay, this is the situation. I'm aware of it. Now I have to deal with it. And it does start with confession, but you have to make some things up in your mind first. What is your motivation? Exactly. That's the that's what you have to make up in your mind. That that's the what you have to come to a conclusion about. What is your motivation? My motivation in confessing my inability to forgive in a situation is not to affect change in you, it's to affect change in me. Yeah, and I don't want to, you know, flip it completely, but at the same time, you're talking about a situation that would be dealing with you inwardly. If you've done something that I don't like, again, how I bring that about is entirely up to me and will have a lasting effect on that situation. But if I come to you and I say, hey, I don't like the way you do this, again, perception is everything. So if I say something, it has to be with the right heart, the right motivation, and I have to understand who I'm talking to and who I'm dealing with. If you wound your spouse before you even get out the gate, you're already defeated or you're already fighting from your back. So what next? The confession has taken place. The conversation has taken place. Uh, all cards are on the table. So now what? Exactly. So you've you you've you've already been at a place where you're um, you're repenting. This is probably a good opportunity to align yourself with the truth in the scriptures uh, when it comes to whatever situation you're dealing with. And what I mean by that is simply. Uh, having a conversation with God along with your spouse so that both of you are in the right frame of mind because now that you've confessed it and there's been repentance, now we have to deal with a thing. How how exactly do we get to the next stage, which is the forgiving part? 
whether it's me forgiving you or you forgiving me. That's the stage we want to get to, but we want to set the table for that with our prayer, with our repented heart, and then obviously the confession of the, what we're dealing with. Right, right. So the biggest thing, again, we talked about intentional choice. Forgiveness is a choice. Uh, once I'm aware of what's going on and what I'm aware of the the wound or or the offense, if you will, then it's up to me um, to to decide what to do with that. So why why do you, why is that important? So forgiveness is important because forgiveness number one will be available to you if you're forgiving. The other thing is forgiveness re- brings refreshing. How many times have you been in a situation where you have unforgiveness about something or somebody, whether you're talking about your spouse or you're talking about a friend or a family member, regardless, that situation has always got a little bit, it's always a little tumultuous when you're, when you're around that person because of that thing in, in, in the back that you haven't actually brought to a head and, and made a decision about. So when I say refreshing, I just feel lighter. I feel brighter about who I am and I feel lighter and brighter about everything in my life because I don't have that dark cloud looming over that one situation. There's a freedom in it. Exactly. An absolute freedom in it. Um, I know there was a situation at one point in my life where I was walking in unforgiveness for a specific person and I struggled uh, daily. And because I was walking in forgiveness, the enemy was able to constantly be in my ear and these thoughts were constantly in my mind uh, about the offense that had taken place. And honestly, what I had to do to be able to walk in forgiveness myself was to go to that person and tell that person that I was sorry for my position in the things that had taken place. Even though in my mind, because the enemy had slandered that person for so long in my mind, I was completely innocent. But as I went to that person and was able to say, I'm sorry for these things that I did, it opened up the opportunity for the Holy Spirit to be able to reveal to me what I had done wrong in that situation. Once that was brought to a place of healing in that relationship, I did walk in a a higher level of freedom and I was able to do uh, more of the things that I believe God had called me to do because I was no longer burdened by that thing. So I look back and I look and I think about the way that the whole thing transpired and I realized that I had allowed this open wound to fester and I didn't treat that wound and I didn't take care of that wound. And as it festered, it began to poison other areas of my life. Amen. So forgiveness brings a refreshing. Uh, Forgiveness allows forgiveness to be available to you. Forgiveness also allows your prayers to be answered. Uh, a lot of times these things will become uh, what we like to call blessing blocker. Blessing blockers. Mm-hmm. Exactly. If you have a situation in your life that you're walking in unforgiveness, again, I don't claim to know the mind of Christ, but I do know this. God is just, and there's no way that his word will say, 
that he can't operate in my life if I don't give him permission. And if I'm in any one area of my life holding back, then then I'm missing out on the blessing of God in one way or another. That's so true. So so if you're if you're at that point now, so you're we've 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 confessed it, we've repented we're we're walking in forgiveness we're 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 dealing with one another how do we get that thing out of our lives remember we talked about like what was the process or how did we process but when does it stop how does it stop how does it how do how do we make that thing you know go away to where every time we turn around it's not something the enemy is allowing to be recollected in our mind because think about it if the enemy didn't have or didn't think that he had an opportunity to present you, if you've already dealt with it, it wouldn't keep coming back up. Right. Yeah. The enemy will continue to use a thing until he knows that it's not going to work anymore. And so the removal of uh, the emotions, the removal of the situation, um, it's deliberate. It's intentional. It is one of those things that you have to do uh, repeatedly, sometimes, um, sometimes it's easy and sometimes it's not, but the, the key is, is that it's deliberate and it's intentional within your life. Uh, one of the things that I find, um, helps the Bible actually tells us to pray for those who have offended you. And as you pray for those people, um, or that person, it it creates a heart of forgiveness within you. It creates a, a, uh, stronger, compassion for that person. It allows you to see that person the way God sees that person. And I think that's important um, to recognize them as God sees them. Um, Sometimes there was an individual in in our lives that uh, I struggled with forgiveness with. And so I started blessing that person with gifts. And as I did that, it it allowed me to walk in um, a higher level of forgiveness uh, the the biggest thing is that it's got to be intentional. One of the things I always do, and I notice that I have more good days than bad when I do this, is I remind myself to put on the armor of God. And I've I've had this conversation with other folks, and it's not like the armor of God just falls off every night because you're not using it because you're sleeping or whatever. I I don't believe that, but I do believe by declaring that on a regular basis puts that on the forefront of your mind so that the first thing that happens is the dark comes. Well, what's my first line of defense is my shield. So I put my shield up. Well, I'm not thinking about shields and swords and belts and helmets unless I'm doing it intentionally, unless I've made a decision to put that on the forefront of my mind. Because again, today we don't walk around in suits of armor when we're going into battle and Back in the day, you know, that was something that was a lot more prevalent. Most of the things that they did, most of the, the sporting events or the, 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 just the lifestyle in general, they probably had a, a suit of armor hanging on the wall, you know, in some, in some homes. So I think without having that reminder, you have to, the responsibility, the onus is on you that if I'm going to choose to walk in forgiveness today, I got to have my defenses up to make sure that nothing gets through, you know, my spiritual barriers. So again, it's, but it's a conscious decision. It's a choice. And so we have to, we have to make every effort within ourselves. Um, 
I would say, you know, the other thing is, is resting in our true identity of who we are. So we recognize the other person as God recognizes them, but we have to also recognize who God created and designed us to be as well. So I'd also like to kind of wrap this thing in a bow. This is a really, really difficult thing to, to overcome to some people, and for some others it's easy. And a lot of it has to do with the, the level of control you have over your pride. I remember early on in our relationship, it was much, much harder for me to recognize that I was walking in unforgiveness or I hadn't dealt with unforgiveness than it is today. Because again, now today, I know the lasting effects that it'll have on my life if I don't deal with it sooner rather than later. But again, when that small, still voice speaks to you in a situation, you have the choice to either allow it to impact your life, or you can choose not to allow it to impact your life. And like I said, when I was younger, it was much, much harder. I dealt with this on a regular basis. And again, that's how I know it becomes these big forest fires that now you don't need just you. Now I need all my friends with fire extinguishers, my family with fire extinguishers. Now I've got everybody in my life trying to help me put this thing out that if I would have just listened to that small, still voice and I would have put my pride away, I could have dealt with this thing a whole lot sooner and a whole lot easier. That's true. So I would challenge all of our listeners, um, take some time and do an inventory. That's good. Reflect. Look at, at your life. Look at your mindset. Look at your heart and and do an inventory and ask God to reveal to you what areas you are walking in unforgiveness in. Um, reveal to you who you need to forgive. Um, it For some, it might be yourself. For some people, you might need to learn to walk in forgiveness for yourself first and then for others. But I just challenge our listeners, take some time and do an inventory. So we want to thank you for tuning in with us today, and we hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Wow Marriage. Just let it go already. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to our podcast to ensure you do not miss any future episodes and share our podcasts with your friends and family. If you'd like to send us feedback or have a question that we might answer on a future podcast, send it to us at thewowmarriage at gmail.com. You might hear your question on a future podcast, or who knows, you might just inspire a whole new episode. Check out our website at www.thewowmarriage.com or look us up and follow us on Facebook. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Wow Marriage Podcast. We pray that the experiences shared today will not only bless you, but inspire you to have your very own Wow Marriage. To stay connected, please be sure to subscribe to this channel and also visit our website at thewowmarriage.com to watch this podcast and others in video. We call you blessed in Jesus' name.